Hello and welcome to episode eight of KitPod. So Alex isn't here as host this week, which means I am in the host chair and you're all playing by my rules. And today I'm wearing a 2020-21 LAFC shirt for reasons that will soon become clear. But I do have my lovely guests with me. And Adrian, do you want to start off and show us what you're wearing? Yes. Hello, everybody. Today I'm wearing a nice Foggia 94-95 home shirt. You can't beat it. Lovely Adidas with a little little devil on it. Um, it's back when Foggia were good. Well, they were relegated that season. It's all relative. Um, them being relegated that season was good compared to where they are now. Cool. And Rob, what, what do you have on today? Uh, well, after returning from a stint of horrific man flu, as I'm sure we'll have all had before, I decided I need to wear a goalkeeper shirt to keep myself warm. So I've gone for an Inter Milan 91-92 goalkeeper shirt that's got Inter emblazoned on the front in enormous green lettering. And it's the same template design that Umbro used for an Ajax away shirt um, in that 91-93 period. And Spurs had the same one um, for a third shirt as well. But it's good to be back. And it's good to have you back as well, Rob. And our very special guest today, joining us from across the pond, is Chester. And do you want to introduce yourself, Chester? Hi, guys. Uh, I'm Chester Leck. I am at Sustainable Arc on Twitter, and I am a big Marseille fan. Uh, today, I'm wearing the 95-96 Mizuno Olympic Marseille shirt. Um, it's the one and only year they ever wore the shirt. And uh, it was their last year in the second division. And then they went up to Ligue 1. Excellent. And that's a topical shirt that you're wearing as well as we head on into the news. So it's been a busy week of news in the kit world this week. Um, We had a huge MLS kit dump on us. We had AIK Stockholm royally tease us all week. An old favourite from the Far East returned. And Barcelona showed that they were missing a little bit more than just Lionel Messi. So where should we start? Should we start with MLS? I'm just in awe, Tom. You do whatever you want, mate. That was amazing. I'm just sitting back and taking it in. <laughs> None of that was scripted, I have you know. None of it. <laughs> Let's go MLS. We've got we've got the man from over, you've got the, the man, we've got the Yank. Let's go, uh, let's go MLS. So does um, it, do you have a favorite MLS kit then, Chester? From the new Yeah, release? I was going I was going through them earlier. Um, honestly, I'm not wowed by a lot of them, but I think the standout, I think we probably all agree, is the LAFC shirt. Um, it's got a really interesting pattern i'd almost call it an art deco pattern all across the entirety of the jersey and then it's got some gold detailing um even the logo is gold it's it's really nice i have to say i think that's my favorite of the the new bunch as well the the collar in particular with the is it quasars i seem to see that buzzword a lot this week quasars instead of stars not sure what that means but those on the the collar they look great i think I think that was the the LA Galaxy one, right? That's oh. the white shirt. This is for the LAFC, the black one. 
Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you've got to be careful which one you get if you want the stars. You haven't even got. You, you haven't just got to get the right. You haven't just got to get the right team. You've got to get the right spec of shirt as well. <laughs> this is why good. you're here, Chester. I need educated. All our good work for you. All our good work for your intro, Tom, Tom, has just been totally undone by that. But you know, we'll let you off. It's your first time. <laughs> no, Chester, I think that's. Um, it's very nice. It's, it's sort of Gatsby-esque, isn't it? With the gold and the, uh, and, the, and the dark tones. I think it's a beautiful shirt. It, for me, that is probably probably the standout as well. Definitely. Yeah. It's one of those shirts where it, it really suits having that centralised badge as well. I think that that's something that is probably quite underrated on some shirts, that focus into the middle so you can let the pattern breathe at either side of it. I think it looks pretty good. It's going to be interesting when all these MLS shirts come out and people start buying them, especially in the UK, because the authentic versions are so much more, they are significantly expensive on the MLS ones. And the gap is probably even more significant than we were whinging about the other week, probably talking about current sort of Nike Stadium shirts. I think, um, I can't remember, I think we did touch a little bit on Adidas and their um, shirts. And I know that I've got a couple of Ajax ones that are not authentic shirts, they're stadium shirts, but they're still pretty good quality. But I'm, I mean, I am interested to see what the MLS replica stadium shirts are going to be like in comparison to those ones. Yeah, so I so um, to go off on a slight sidetrack there. Um, here in the U.S., there's some some uh, sorry some stores that sell these. There are these discount stores. They sell these jerseys. So sometimes you can see them in replica. Sometimes you actually find authentics and. I almost leave the replicas there because the quality is just so different. Obviously there's a lot of visual differences, but um, it's just, the the feel is different. It just looks kind of cheap, but then you get to the authentics, which ironically are not even true authentics for Adidas, Adidas. Um, They're, they're kind of a hybrid mix between a standard stadium that maybe like Arsenal would have and the authentic. So it still has the um, like the, the really thin strips for the uh, three stripes um, has a little bit of the similar material, but it's actually a material that's more similar to the arrow ready versus the heat ready. There are like significant differences as well between some of these authentics and stadiums too. I mean, I jumped the gun earlier with that LA galaxy, but the, the difference between that replica and the, the authentic is, is huge. Like I say, with those stars missing, I think into Miami that that misses on the authentic. You have the one lovely feature of the shirt, which is like a heartbeat, I think, and uh, that's completely missing off the off the replica version. So, I mean, I don't know what other ones you guys have seen. That into Miami one was unreal. I think the shirt union um, picked up on that pretty soon when that came out, and actually the whole thing about the detailing on that shirt and it is quite a plain V, you know, polo net t-shirt effectively apart from one or two bits mm. of detail and one of those details is around the the heartbeat on the kit which represents the fans um and if you're not a fan who pays a lot of money you don't get out on your shirt yeah, you're less of a fan you haven't got a heartbeat for the club it's just i mean when when is it going to end because we're getting to a point now where obviously you're buying a football shirt that isn't the actual football shirt. Now I know that everything that we're most of a lot of us are buying a replica shirt. It's not, you know, it's a slight variation to to what they wear on the pitch, but they don't just blatantly miss out things that are on the shirt. We can all take a different badge every now and again, if it's embroidered or heat pressed or whatever, but actually taking off 
a design feature. I mean, probably the, you could argue the only design feature on the shirt is just crazy. And I think that that's, that's the, that's the problem that we're getting at the minute. It's 80 quid or whatever it is for a shirt that isn't actually what they designed it to be. But saying that there's some good designs out there. Some of the, some of the uh, stadium ones still look okay. Um, I noticed that the, the DC United one, it's quite a plain shirt, black with the sort of red and white trim. But as sort of a classic MLS franchise that's won a lot of trophies, I actually think that stands up really well as a, a really sort of strong, traditional, quality home shirt that I know we've talked a little bit about before with home teams having a distinctive design. I think that's really good. One that hasn't been released officially that I'd noticed was the Mint um, At- Atlanta United away shirt, which basically uses that Ipswich template, the 88 one. Um, so that'd be quite interesting when that comes out because um, maybe it means that everyone gets to own an 88 template without having to pay £700 for a fake. With with the difference in, in stadium and authentic, I'd almost rather probably buy the Seattle Sounders replica if they do remove the details because that, that shirt is horrible. That pattern on the front, I hope it's just a plain green shirt as a replica because I'm, I would never buy that. Who's your local team, Chester? Uh, I'm in Chicago, so it would be the Chicago Fire. But I'm originally from Philadelphia, and I do like the uh, Philadelphia Union jersey. It's got a uh, nice blue stripe down the side with uh, some gold uh, border around the blue, and then everything else is is either blue, or I'm sorry, is either gold or black. So it's, it's actually kind of a little bit like the LAFC jersey, but just not... Uh, it's got its own style, obviously, but it, it, that's a really nice one too. I mean, we've all spoken about which ones have caught our eye, but are there any that you've seen that you really dislike? Because there's one that comes into my head straight away. Go on, Tom. You don't okay. leave us in it's suspense. That, that New York City, the orange one, with like a lightning bolt down the middle is absolutely horrendous, I think. But yeah, it's an absolute stinker. It literally looks like you've given your kid Photoshop and said, right, let's have some fun in half turn designing a football shirt. It's terrible. It's like, what What even is it? Do you know what's hilarious about it, actually? The orange sleeve on the left-hand side. So you've got the big sort of lightning bolt blue in the middle, fading out into full colour, but we didn't really want to spend too much more making the other arm blue. So we'll just keep it orange. It just looks stupid. Rubbish, absolutely rubbish. Another one that's got quite a bit of love, but I don't like at all. I think they missed a trick on it. Is that Portland Timbers, uh, the away one? So they're known as the Rose City, apparently, and it's a pink pink shirt with some some roses embossed across it. I think that'd look unreal if they'd gone for a black shirt with red roses on it. I think mm. it'd just be another level, but yeah. it's sort of like a peachy pink color that I think um, yeah, good is lost really. It's nice that they've tried to... What, what I do think is, and with the league being one of the only mainstream leagues that's got the same manufacturer making all the shirts, it is quite nice that they've tried to add some little details. So the Charlotte FC shirt, which is another one of those mint ones, they've got really nice detail around the cuffs and the collar. And I know that the shirt is predominantly the same colour with the three stripes, but it, it's, it is quite nice when they try and add some of those extra details. And I think that there's a few of them that are like that, where they've got something that draws your attention to it which I suppose if you're watching a game would look quite good on the shelf, you know, on the rail hanging up, is it going to draw that much attention? Probably not. But as a, as a, as a kit that people are going to wear, I think some of those touches are quite nice. 
Yeah, I think that's a fair point. You know, considering every one of these shirts has been made by Adidas, there's a hell of a lot of variety in there. You know, you can't say many of too many of them are identical. There's, I, I think the Charlotte ones don't impress me too much. They, mm. they seem quite generic. But apart from that, yeah, they they have pushed the boat out a lot. So we fans or not, because what most listeners don't know is that Alex tries to put these uh, all MLS shirts in Room 101 every single week. And we tell him, obviously, you can't do that because some great shirts there. Um, are any of these future classics for you guys? I, I think some of the authentic ones could could persuade Alex to not put all the MLS shirts in Room 101 because of the nice details, like the Galaxy one on the collar. Um, so the DC United being a solid home one, if that Atlanta shirt's pretty good. Um, we should actually message him a few of the shirts and just, you know, kind of try and persuade him to our point of view, really. I, I personally think the the LAFC with the stars on the collar, I'm, I'm only joking, though. No, the LAFC and the LA Galaxy ones, <laughs> they're both really good, I think. Those two are, the, are by far the best. Yeah, I, I, I probably agree with you on that. I think I do actually, I hated the um, the Portland one with the roses at first, but it's actually growing on me. So I'd, I'd put that in the top two. Kamara throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on! Come on! So moving on from the MLS then, we've had another busy week lots of stuff happening um we've seen Mizuno return to Syria for the first time in almost 20 years but they do have a foot in the peninsula already don't they does anyone want to talk a bit about that well I know the answer so I'm not going to give it away does anybody else know who else Mizuno making shirts for initially and I've been for the last few years uh pass <laughs> uh scanning your twitter feed I know it was here somewhere there we go. Is it Susena? I don't know how to say that. Susena? That's the one. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, Mizuno, they do have a presence in Italy. And the Susena kit is actually really smart for those that haven't seen it. It's a, it's a little bit like that Admiral 82 England like kind of shirt. It has the kind of the shoulder in one block colour and then a nice white and black pinstripe, which is their club colours. And then I believe Citadella and another team that Mizzino makes shirts for over in Italy, but this is their return to the big time. The first time since they um, made Fiorentina's kits in 2000. And of course they had the emperor, not from Japan, but the emperor Adriano was wearing those Mizuno shirts back then. So yeah, it'd be good to see them back. Although I'm not sure everyone on the panel will agree, but uh, you also have some other news, don't you Adrian? Well, just speaking about, I think Adriano had a birthday recently as well. I think that might have popped up once or twice on my uh, on my Twitter feed over the last week. But um, it'd be good to see Mazzino do do a good job. Um, they've done a good job for Cesano. They had some funny collar like uh, collar lines for a few years, but they started doing some good shirts. Hopefully, um, you know this contract they got with Lazio, if that goes well, hopefully they'll get a big team again one day. Now <laughs> I know why you wanted to speak about that so badly. <laughs> <laughs> But you do have some other news as well from Italy, right? I do. I mean, there is other news. It's always news from Italy. I'll always find it. Um, so US Alessandria, who played down in, say, down in, it's only in Serie B. It's not, it's not that far down. And for them, in the scheme of things, actually, that's quite high for them. Um, that's that mid-table in Serie B at the moment. It was their 110th anniversary this year. 
and in you know everybody recognizes the 110th anniversary it's uh, one of those big birthdays you get um and to recognize that they've released a green shirt that they're going to wear as a one-off against uh they're wearing it against perugia on the 22nd it's a it's a green shirt they won green a few times they wore it when they won syria uh, sorry, uh, say two went up to C one, uh, and they wore it earlier in the 1900s as well. So it's not their first ever green shirt. Might be their last ever green shirt with the rule changes coming into um, coming into its leaf next year in terms of green alternate kits. What's interesting about this one is it the manufacturer is Adidas. The shirt does lightly resemble a Puma third template in that it's a green shirt. And in great big gold across the middle, it's got two stripes. And in the middle, it's got Alessand- US Alessandro written across the middle. The one saving grace and the reason it could never, ever be a Puma third template is it's gone overboard on the badges. Not only has it actually got the club uh, crest on one side, it's also got the city's coat of arms on the other side as well, which um, they wore on a shirt all the way back in the uh, 1940s when they were actually in Syria for a brief, brief period. So um, it can't be mistaken for a Puma th- the template um, monster, but it it does resemble it lightly. I'm not going to lie. I really like the shirt. Actually, I love the de- the gold detail around the stripes and stuff as well. And I do like the sort of um, Nostradamus style Y3K prediction on the front as well. I mean, obviously, we were all there for the Y2K bug that you know destroyed all of the internet and computers around the world. So it's good to see that when they look back in the year 3000, as Busted once did, that on the 110th anniversary of Alessandria, you know, that'll go down in the memory as the fake Puma third shirt. A limited edition they won't say how many there are it's not actually gone on the club website on the club shop you have to email somebody who presumably checks their emails whenever they like and only if you've written to them in italian with an italian email address because they've been ignoring me non-stop um the window for the shirts opened on friday and it closes tomorrow so by the time the pod's out too late you can't beat me to one um but it looks like i missed out anyway Barcelona, they've been in the news twice. They uh, released a lovely retro range. And then there was a couple of things missing on their kit this week, which I believe you might have spotted, Rob. Yeah, that's right. Ferran Torres, who was the latest Barcelona player to sign um, using fairy dust and sprinkles. Um, He probably had the same thing put on his shirt because when he turned out for Barcelona in the second half in the uh, Europa League game, they were missing the Nike um, manufacturer's logo and they were missing the Barcelona badge off that hideous... A European shirt that they've got and nobody really knows why so it's quite an interesting one really because apparently Ferran Torres didn't really know why he's probably pining to be back at Man City to be honest but he he wore the shirt without the badge he wore the shirt without the, the manufacturer nobody else noticed but Adrian had done a little bit of digging on Twitter actually he found a really great thread from um from someone you should follow, really, because he's got a, a great knowledge of Barcelona um, collectibles. It's got a great collection. And it's at Memorabilia1899. And basically, it's not actually the first time it's happened for Barcelona, would you believe? Um, he's got details about when it happened when Ronaldo was there in 97 with Kappa. And they had another one where they had a missing badge, but they had the Kappa branding on it. Um, so, yeah, it, it doesn't seem like it's the first time it's happened to Barcelona, but it's very odd that no one actually noticed it. And I, do, I did wonder, actually... You know when the players come out in the tunnel and they get their studs checked and, like, are you wearing rings or, like, necklaces and stuff? I thought they would have had to check that the, the shirts were actually the real shirts, you know, with a badge or... I mean, not that I know that you wear for rules in and out, but they are very anal about their kit rules, aren't they? So it, do, it did surprise me that he actually got, managed to get onto the pitch with that. 
Did any of you watch the game? Because I, I got a theory that they actually asked him to apply his own badges to the shirt. Um, and based on his finishing in the game, he probably missed the shirt. There's definitely one sub who was sitting there with two Barcelona badges on and two night ticks. And did anyone see um, the retro range that Barcelona released this week as well? Because obviously, you know, they didn't need to attach the, the, the brand into that, to those shirts. So, you know, at least they got away with it once this week. Um, yeah, it's, it, yeah. That, that for me, it's something that we've talked about a little bit, actually, isn't it? Those, these retro shirts that are coming back. Now, it's quite funny, Middlesbrough have got some absolutely shocking retro shirts that don't even look like the actual playing shirts. But these Barcelona ones that the club have made, they look really, really good. They're in a, a similar vein to the um, PSG ones as well, where there's no um, branding on them. But they've gone for some of the 70s shirts that didn't have branding anyway. And they've got like long sleeve versions. They've got uh, a number nine for Johan Cruyff, which is in that kind of very strange um, font that makes the nine look quite thin, but it, it gives it that really cool retro feel. And you know what? They look really, really good. If you, if you check them out, um, they've been on the Kitmag feed. And if you check them out against the actual shirts that are on there, they're, they're really, really accurate as well. So you probably could get away with it if you're uh, playing a bit of six aside or something, rocking in a, a 1970s Johan Cruyff yellow away shirt. But yeah, I love those. Really, really good. Yeah, they are so good. I mean, the quality of them, you can you can see it just in the pictures. You can see the quality, the stitching, the materials that are used. Uh, they're an exact copy, effectively, uh, and they're official and they're licensed and they're everything you want them to be. Probably the closest thing you can get to um, get to the originals. And there's not many of us with deep enough pockets to be able to find one of those originals. I did find it a bit odd that you could get the version that's got the um, ready ready applied captain's armband to it. I don't know how many people want to uh, pick up a, a, a replica football shirt that's got a Catalan armband on it to wear down to the pub or to, um, yeah, out and about. I'm sure Carlos Puyo will be fighting at the front of the queue for one of those. So I just... love that. I think that's such a such a great feature of that. Um, I've always thought it would be funny to to get a uh, captain's armband and walk around, not with just your jersey, but also put a captain's armband. I mean, it's you got to be walking around like tough shit if you're going to do that. I mean, that's that's great. There's always that player in the six aside or seven aside game, isn't it? Who stomps about like they're the captain, organizing everyone and. Yeah, that's me, I think. And then finally this week, we saw a, a flurry of Carnival shirts. Did anyone see these? I think we had Mainz wore their Fasnacht kit. Don't don't quote me on that pronunciation. And then we had RKC Walwick as well, who released a, a Carnival shirt. Um, did anyone see those? Yeah, I must say, Tom, your pronunciation's spot on, because I did actually <laughs> Google how to uh, pronounce uh, that the Dutch team's name, and you, you absolutely nailed that. The, uh, the the German shirt, the mine shirt, is fantastic. You know, uh, I know a few people find the colourway a bit interesting, but it's in keeping with the Fastnack Festival that they have. Um, it's their version of Pancake Day, effectively, in, in Germany, for anybody who wondered. It's, um, it's, a, it's a flat square donut that they make, but they use it at the start of um, Shrove Tuesday, that sort of time, to, to use all their uh, ingredients up. And they also have big parties and play music. And um, I think the shirt's beautiful. One of the things that we pointed out on the Twitter feed is that the actual detailing on the back of a shirt, although it's plain, loads of colour on the front, the, black's, uh, the back's completely plain, but it has got some musical notes through it. And those musical notes actually reference, if you if you have picked up your recorder or your piano or whatever people are carrying around to play in these days, um, and knocks out the tune. It's actually the uh, the music they play in the stadium when they score a goal. So nice nice little feature. I think one of the things that's interesting about the, the Walwick shirt, did I get did I get it right twice? 
I hope I did. Mm. The Warwickshire, anyway, what, one of the things interesting about that is they've made it only available to active season ticket holders, which I think is a very nice thing and something that we're not seeing a lot with some of these special edition shirts. Yeah, brilliant point, Tom. I love that. Um, Coventry did a similar team with Hummel um, at the start of this season, I think, um, with with a, a season ticket holder collector's edition shirt, which I think is a... And I don't think they sort of charged a huge price for it as well. I think it was just a regular um, RRP for that shirt. So I think that's a great way to sort of reward those followers, especially because a lot of them kept their renewals going through COVID um, and things like that. So I think that's, uh, yeah, a great touch. Good for fans. Yeah, I agree. The uh, the Warwick shirt, Warwick, Barwick shirt is fantastic. Um, now, the club actually contacted us after we tweeted the shirt because it, it blew up and got a lot of comments. A lot of people loved it. And actually what they've said is from Monday, that shirt is also going to go on general sale to, uh, to, to the wider public. So although season ticket holders had first dibs for three days, uh, any leftover on Monday and expect there to be some leftover will go on general sale. They're at 60 euros, which is a really reasonable price actually. Um, it's probably before you pay for your postage, but 60 euros for uh, a limited edition, a carnival shirt. Um, it's got the nice little beer glasses on the back at the top as well, which is the detail that I think a lot of people liked. I thought they were panda pops. Red, red, green and blue <laughs> panda pops, aren't they, those ones? Uh, we have different lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fantastic shirt. I just the It's actually really nice that it's topped off with a solid blue collar, collar as well as cuffs, so gives it a place to end because it is such a crazy pattern. It's almost like a 3d effect with the yellow and the, and the red and the blue. Um, and it's, and it's really like wiggling all over the place, but it, it's fantastic. I, I hope I can get one. I always say that, but then I uh, usually uh, logic pops in my head and I can't buy everything, but this is a really great shirt. But if that Warwick shirt was the prince of the week, we are going moving on to real royalty next because we had another limited edition. And me and Adrian were lucky to speak to a very special guest and a man on the ground over in Sweden. So today we're really lucky that we've been joined by Anders Johansson's, who is a huge AIK fan, and we believe he's been at the game today. Is that right, Anders? Yeah, I was there. I was there. And what? And how did it go? What was the result? Uh, two 0 to AIK. Uh, we had at least three more clear goal chances. So it would have been. I mean, we were a bit disappointed with two 0 So it was a good game. Although we met Ergrita, who is in the, I mean, second division in Sweden. Okay, so it was a pre-season game. No, it's actually the Swedish Cup. So the ah. Swedish Cup is a group stage uh, that starts now in February before the regular season starts with the Allsvenskan. Uh, we have uh, Ergrita, uh, Eskilsmina, which is a small club, and Örebro, which uh, used to be in the top division, top flight division last year. Cool. And then after the group stage, the quarterfinals, semifinals, and then the final game is in uh, May. And the winner can advance to qualify for the UEFA Conference League. 
Cool. No, it sounds great. So I guess the real reason we wanted to speak to you today is because of the kit that ARK were wearing today. Do you, do you want to maybe tell us a bit more about that? Uh, yeah, it was uh, really nice to see it in, in live in action. <coughs> um, it looked better, I mean, live than it did on the pictures uh, because the colors, it was a, like a deep midnight blue, which really like gels with uh, our, uh, our logo, our club emblem, which is actually our, our jerseys are black, uh, mainly. And that's our color, black and yellow. But the actual logo, our uh, emblem is midnight blue. So it's, uh, it's placed on that. And if it looked, the, the if num- it, yeah. I was going to say, if it looked a bit better in uh, real life on the pitch, that's going to take some going because it looks pretty damn sexy in the photos as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it looked real good. You didn't get to see the boxes in action, though. The boxes that they come in. No, no, we haven't. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's for the when you order them. And, uh, there's going to be a lot of. I, I mean, it's a lot of money. Uh, I'm, I'm, but I'm really, I really thinking I want to get one. So we'll see. Just to do the unboxing is uh, is an experience. So, so in terms of, uh, yeah, they are limited edition. They are really hard to get hold of. What's, what's, yeah. the, fan, what's the fans' reaction? Because, you know, I think the initial um, shirts are only made available in Sweden for ordering to Sweden. So I guess it stays with the fans. But you've got an awful lot of people from all the way, you know, all over the world trying to buy your shirts. Um, does that annoy yeah. you? <laughs> I mean, yes and no. Because last year we had the uh, 130-year anniversary kit. Uh, and for some reason on uh, Twitter, uh, on the same Twitter account, you contacted me. Uh, a, a guy from Uruguay wrote to me who is a Peñarol fan. And Peñarol uh, is also a, a club that is uh, founded in 1891. So they also had a 130th anniversary and their colors are black and yellow as well. So he wrote to me and wanted me to buy an X and send to him. We also had like a, a shirt, like a T-shirt that was with the same uh, design, similar design. So I said, like, oh, I can get that one. That's going to be easier. Uh, so there not only the jersey, we also have, like, uh, like a tracksuit jacket. And uh, I think there's going to be some sort of, like, your workout pants that goes within the same line. And though they're going to be easier to get, get a hold of, I think. Also a T-shirt that's going to be similar. Uh, yeah, but the actual jerseys, uh, last year, there was only 130 because it was 130 years anniversary. And what pissed some people off is because they release them on our own site, our own web shop, uh, just 130x. And they, I mean, you had to queue up like mm. uh, half an hour in advance, probably, and then boom, gone in seconds. But we also have a collaboration with Pro Direct Soccer, and people understand that that's more like a marketing. Uh, thing from the club because they liked exposure internationally as well and uh, established the brand of AIK but they also provide ProDirect with the same amount of jerseys and do a release like a week after our release that's more for the international markets and then a lot of AIK fans that are upset they didn't get the jersey on our release upset why do you provide international buyers that aren't even fans of the club the, the possibility to get a copy of it. I mean, I understand it uh, both from the club's perspective to do that. I also understand that people are getting upset. 
And it's the same thing again this time around. I think yours get released on Friday and then Pro Direct to get them again a week later, the same number of jerseys. So, Yeah, so you get a second chance because we can also go in on Pro Direct and try to get one there. Mm. I mean, the hope really for us neutrals is that it does go to the AIK fans, right? That Those are the people that should really have the shirt. So if you do miss out, will you be on the lookout for another one at a marked up price? <laughs> Uh, no, I wouldn't really go into like the the you know the the Afghan market if if it goes up to like a couple of hundred pounds or something. I wouldn't be interested in that. I mean, then I just get like the uh, the T-shirt or the other part of the collection they're gonna release as well. I actually did that the last year. I have the T-shirt with the our old uh, emblem that we use like the first seven years of the club. Mm-hmm. So I have a T-shirt with that one that goes in line with the design that made last year. So I didn't so get since, the actual jersey. So since you uh, linked up with Nike, you've had, I think this is the um, fifth year that you've had special edition jerseys out. You had the All Black tribute to 1901 title first time around. Then you had the Totally Blackout and Totally Whiteout shirts. Then you had the Tuxedo shirt, the Smoking Lure um, yeah, that one. shirt. Yeah, the 130th birthday. And then and then this one, the Royal Edition. What, what, what's your favourite? Uh, I think this one is really good. But I think the Tuxedo one, because it had a, such a different and classic look. For, with the, Usually we have the black jersey, the white pants. Uh, and that one we played with uh, the black black pants and white jersey, which is like it 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 felt real clean, I think. And also with that big like uh, oversight logo uh, on the like crest on the on the on the chest, that was real good. That looked really good. Yeah, it did look really really good. And in terms of the the overall fans, is there a favorite amongst the fans out of those? Is, you know, that's that's your favorite. But in terms of the wider fan base, which has been the most popular? I mean, the first ones, the first one were of course like we were just switching over from Adidas to Nike, and I know that a lot of people are like, okay, we're just trying to like establish Nike as our apparel partner and they weren't that special even though they're like it was a fun thing and now i think this one is probably going to be uh, most people's favorite i think uh, because it gets more special every year especially with you know, like the box and it's like they recently announced this uh, we have a special emblem on this jersey uh, which is more playing to how the emblem or crest looked like in the early 19th, uh, 20th century so I think this one is going to be a big favourite. And are there any plans, Anders, for it to be used more than once? Will that shirt be worn again this season or is it just today? Yeah, usually it's been the same procedure almost every year. Um, and uh, so we, we're going to have this kit uh, during the Swedish Cup, which always since the last, I think it's six or seven years, have been like before the regular season starts and as soon as Allsvenskan, the top flight division starts in uh, April, we'll have a new uh, like regular black kit, uh, which is also going to be released, I think, in a couple of weeks. So in, in terms of this season, though, Anders, what are, your, um, ec- what are your expectations for the team? Oh, I mean, they are huge. Uh, are you familiar with John Gudetti? Yes. Yeah, ex-Celtic and Feyenoord, yeah? Yeah, so... 
he 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 grew up not far from here in North Stockholm, uh, and I mean most of his like almost childhood friends are some of them are playing with Eric here right now. So there's always been a like connection between him and the club, but he never played for us. Uh, and there's like a vision between the fans. It's been a circus going on now since he's in all of us and his contract is ending this summer and it's a circus right now with the silly season. A lot of people are hoping for him, but it's going to cost a lot because he's an established uh, striker in Europe uh, to get him home. But I mean, even if we don't get him this, uh, uh, because our, we can get people in until the last of March. Uh, but if we don't get him now, I mean, I mean, we still have a good team. We came second in the top flight division behind Malmo. Uh, and we only we had the same points, actually lost on uh, goal difference. So, I mean, we, we can really make a run for the championship this year. A lot of people feel, yeah. And today, look, the, 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 I mean, even though we, we play the second division team, I mean, we have a new guy coming up from the academy, uh, number 18, uh, Amar Abdul Rahman um, Ahmed. And he's going to be spectacular. He did some things today. I think he's going to, I mean, if he goes to like La Liga, he's going to do damage. That's a top, uh, top talent. And we had Isak not not uh, far far ago, how to say? Not long ago, yeah, yeah. He, no, not long ago. So this guy is not. I mean, not on that level because Isak was he was spectacular. He was 16 years old. He scored 10 goals in the top flight division in Sweden. But this guy is going to be interesting this season. Yeah, he's the next one off the production line. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. And I guess that you guys still have Seb Larsson as well, who, of course, to many people in England will probably be uh, Kay's most famous current player. Is, is he still whipping in the free kicks and corners? Yeah, the corners, he like last season we had a, for a part of the season, we had so many corner, corner kick goals. Mm. We scored on corners, like uh, almost 30% of our corners during a period. So now it's every, every time you get a corner, it's like, oh, this is like a penalty with Larson. <laughs> uh, we also have Mikael Lustig, uh, oh, a yeah. Celtic player, who now moved in from the right wing back to center back. And uh, I think that's the way to extend his career, I think. And he's, yeah, he's, he's got the experience and everything you need. Great stuff. I think, uh, honestly, Anders, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. I know it's cold there. I know there's snow on the ground and I know you've got beer waiting for you indoors. So, um... yeah. No, it's also fun. Uh, a friend of mine told me, I just remembered, remembered uh, we call this like the Royal Edition, <coughs> this uh, special uh, Midnight Blue kit. And that's because uh, the Royal family in Sweden have always, almost since AIK was founded, been connected to the club. Um, actually, the the king we have now uh, inherited uh, the role as protector of the club from uh, the former king. Uh, and uh, the, um, how do you say, crown princess, uh, who's going to be queen, is also an AIK fan. And her husband is, her husband is a huge AIK fan, even though he's not from royal blood before. But... Hmm. Uh, there's a connection there with the royal part, and that's why you have some pictures of the kit in like a castle, uh, royal castle environment. Yeah, 
That no, that makes sense actually. Yeah, it's interesting because it's not a connection. I just thought, you know, special edition, royal edition, it, it was the next kind of step. But no, that, that's an interesting fact that definitely was over my head. But yeah, it's great. Thank you for joining us. I guess next year we'll have the same conversation again for the 132nd shirt. Is that right? Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> that's great, Anders. Thank you very much. Good no, luck this season you. and good luck this season. Enjoy your beer. Yeah, thank you. And now it's quiz time. And as joint leader at the top of the board, but triumphant last week, Adrian is taking on Rob today. So I have set the question and I've decided to make it as topical as I can to today's episode. And what I want to know is if there was eight teams that Didier Drogba played for in his career. But I want to know if you can name the team and their primary home kit colour. It would be a Chelsea one. So I'm saying, this is for Chelsea. Yeah, this Come on, <laughs> Chester, he's dressing it up as a Marseille question, and really it's just a way to shoehorn more Chelsea in. So, so Rob is the challenger. I think you should have the opening bid. Right. What was the question again? So I'm looking for Didier Drogba's career teams and their primary home kit colour. Teams and primary home kit colour. Right. Struggling big time. I'm going to go for four. I mean, that's what I was going to go for. I've got my four teams written down. That's all I can do. I could actually, do you know, I could do five teams, um, but I'd be guessing on one of the colours. Go on, do I five think, then. No, yeah, I'd be completely you, guessing. Can I allow you, should we say three, three, three wrong answers? Is that fair? <sighs> okay, yeah, go on. fine. Yeah, Rob go needs on. to win, so I might as well go down in, go down in flames. So he played for Chelsea in blue. Yep. Marseille in white. Mm-hmm. Galatasaray in red and yellow. That's correct. Le Mans, he started out at, and did they wear, oh, this is what I'm guessing now, did they wear red? They did. So you need one more. Which will be Montreal Impact. Who wear white? I'll, I'll, I'll give you another chance. The team is correct. Green. Blue. Are we letting him have one more go? Go on, one more go. You can have one more go. Blue. They wear oh. black as their home shirt. Oh. Rob takes it. Yes. The polar opposite. Do you know what's it? <laughs> do you know what's even better about winning that? I'd written down that he played for Vancouver. No. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> that was one of my four teams. So I was like, when he said Montreal, I was like, yes, he's going to be wrong on the team. Get in. I'm going to. Oh no, it's it's. Uh, I was wrong. He did play. He did play for another MLS team, didn't he? I can't remember who for life of me. He, he did. He played for Phoenix Rising. All right. Oh. Did he play in purple? They played in red as well. Oh. I think that was a good effort. Valiant effort that one. Well earned, victory by me. Well, well done, Rob. Uh, yeah, Rob, you're you're catching up. You're almost almost with us at the top. The worst thing is, right? Le Mans wasn't 
that was the guess. I was pretty sure the Montreal Impact wore white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm disappointed no one said Shanghai, Shenhua. Oh, yeah. What, are they blue? Uh, they're blue, yeah. Uh, who else did he play for in France? Didn't he play for... Did he play, play for he, oh, Gwen 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 Gong, that's it, that's what he said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they blue? Red and they're black. They're red and black. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now time for Room 101. As host this week, and because nobody can bloody stop me, I'm going to put something into Room 101. And that is people that collect more than one of exactly the same shirt. I think it's obsessive. It's it's hoarding. You're not letting others have a chance, a fair crack of the whip. You know, you could have someone with eight limited edition shirts and then that's eight genuine AIK fans that are missing out on one of those very limited shirts. I, I just don't understand it. And yeah. Who can defend that? It depends what you mean by exactly the same shirt. Uh, I can't think of many examples where I've got the same shirt. I mean, there are a couple, but they're different in that one might be short sleeve and one might be long sleeve, or it could have European uh, patches and name set on it or a different player on it to the league. So those are the instances where I've got multiples of the same shirt, uh, and I'd rather not put one of those in Room 101. Yeah, I'm quite similar to Adrian on this one. I, I get it with, um, even if people are collecting like authentic and uh, stadium or replica, whatever you want to call it, I think it's a bit odd when you buy in rep, like multiple versions of a replica because the kind of, you know, there might be a million out there, might there for some teams. I get it, totally get it with match-worn stuff. So I know a lot of um, people who are Borough shirt collectors and they like having sort of, quite a few from the same season or they'll have like five or six home ones, five or six away ones, but with different name sets on or they like the same player. So I get, I get that because it's worn in a different game, isn't it? It's worn with a different player. Like I bet Mick um, from a few weeks ago, he'll have loads of the same shirt, but they're technically not the same because it was a different player, different match and all those sorts of things. I don't understand why he'd have it as replicas really. Cause I mean, I'm someone who wears most of my shirts as well. So I kind of want to have quite a lot of different ones so that I'm actually wearing and using different ones more often than not. So, uh, yeah, I get that, you know, why you'd want to have so many of the same replicas, but there's so many variations coming out these days with footy shirts. I think there's going to be a time when you're going to have duplicates at least some other way anyway. Well, I feel a bit outnumbered now, but Chester, are you going to back me up? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think I think it doesn't really make sense to have more than one. Much like you were saying, it's... You know, if you have match warns, if you, I think that if you work your way up, if you start out, you bought a replica and then you, um, you get an opportunity to buy that same shirt in authentic, then, and you really like it, go for it. You know, and then if, then if you happen to come across a match worn one, go for it. But I think if you work your way down, um, the only way you can really defend that, I think, is if you want the authentic one more for display and then the other one to play to play a game in honestly other than that I, I don't know why you'd want the same shirt over and over otherwise you you look like uh, I don't know Homer Simpson wearing the same thing every day you know <laughs> imagine what it must be like for those obsessive Ajax shirt collectors who've got multiple shirts of the same versions over like decades <laughs> and decades and decades that'd be just imagine see I'd love to see that would you someone tweet us in with multiple versions of the same Ajax shirt please 
It's two inches wider on this one. <laughs> See, <laughs> Tom, Tom, just to clarify, do you mean like literally the exact same shirt and I've got four of them, like four brand new off the peg Man United 2020-21 shirts with tags all exactly the same, stood next, you know, hung up next to each other in a wardrobe, never touched. Is that is that kind of what you mean? I think, yeah, I think that's more what I'm getting at. I mean, I can... I can understand the argument. You might have uh, different occasions of the same shirt for a season if you're a matchable collector or, you know, variations on name sets or patches, that kind of thing. But what I don't understand, and I mean, I've seen it, I'm sure everyone else has seen it, when someone has the exact same shirt repeated four or five more times. And I, 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 just, I don't know, I, just, I can't fathom what, for what reason. I don't understand why. Yeah, I I saw a guy, I don't remember what year it was from, but um, a guy was collecting Man United shirts and there were, he kept on adding more and more of the same shirt and he said they're getting better and better quality because, you know, I guess they're hard to find in, in mint condition. But at that point, it's like, sell your old one that's not as good condition. You really don't need that many of them. Maybe keep two of them, you know, but you don't need literally 18 of them. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that as well. It's we're all obsessives, let's be honest, because we're collecting something regularly uh, with certain teams or whatever. But the replica element is the bit that just seems a little bit odd for me because if you're a big-time collector, and there are some big-time collectors out there who've got thousands and thousands of shirts who regularly share them, and sometimes them, the, those collectors, you can see they've got one from every team or they've got one from each season and then they get rid of the old ones. But yeah, it seems odd to just hoard them. I know I've done that myself, actually, not that I've got thousands of shirts, but if I've got one in that's not great condition and I get a better one, I just get rid of the other one because I don't need it anymore. You know what I mean? I did that with an, the Ajax Champions League one, actually. I didn't have a name set on it, got one with a name set and then just sold the other one. I think you probably just um, summarised it quite well there, Rob. I think that's what, you, what we're looking at here is the difference between a collector and an obsessive hoarder. And I think that's where the line is. I mean, I'm going to go out and buy a 131 Stockholm shirt. So, and I mean, no one could stop me if I wanted to, but that's not right, is it? That's wrong. Yeah, we all have our themes. So if your theme is to collect Stockholm shirts and literally from that one season, you want to have everyone made, then, then that's, you can do that. But Tom, if you do manage to get one of those 131 shirts, um, I'll just pop my address in the chat and um, if you can send one over, that'd be great. I can't promise anything, I'm afraid. But so, are we in agreement? Is that is that going into 101? Yeah, yeah. the strict the strict definition of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. What a way to end my week as dictator. I mean, host of the show. 